What up, what up, what up? It's your boy AY here, and I'm your host as we walk around the cul-de-sac again at Woodbine Sports Entertainment. As always, I'm joined by my good friend Greg. Greg, how are you? Good, man. How's it going for you? I'm doing pretty good. We also got our good fella here, Graham Cracker. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you, buddy? How are you, Greg? I'm good. I'm good. Both but good. Hey, you know, the week went by pretty fast. The weekend went by faster. I don't know about you guys. Did you guys have a good Father's Day and everything? Yeah, man. I mean, it was good. Uh, being on the opposite side of state, didn't get to see my dad today, but uh, gave him a call and found out um, he'll probably be coming out next weekend. Uh, so I'll be able to see him Saturday, this Saturday. So be good to see him and my mom. I haven't seen them probably since Christmas. Man, that's a my- minute. Yeah, that should be a so, good time, dude. So that's good. That's good to hear that you're going to get to yeah. see your family. It's I know you It'll guys. It'll be a good July Fourth weekend. Yep. Yep. Oh, and it's July Fourth. Heck yeah. yeah. So I know you. I know how your dad likes to drink. I. I mean, when he got when you got married, dude, he was. That was a special man. occasion, man. He's, awesome. he's got, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think we'll see that version of John out this weekend. But it'll be a good time, nonetheless, man. It'll be good to see them, and Heck they yeah. finally get to come out and uh, see the house. They haven't seen the house or anything yet, so it'll be a good time. Good. What That's about good you guys? What are you guys? What are you guys looking forward to this week? Well, you know, I just I'm doing the usual construction thing, and I got to see my dad this past weekend, and just hung out at a campsite, had some bonfire talk and beers, and I don't even remember driving home, but I made it. How about you, Graham? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I had a good weekend. Uh, I got plans with my dad for this week for Father's Day. Um, looking forward to see him again. I haven't seen him in a little while. That's so. good. That's good. Hey, last episode, we got into a little bit about the MLB and who we thought was at fault for not moving forward. We got some more news. Uh, a new deal was proposed to the players. Greg, why don't you tell people what that deal was about? All right. Well, a few deals. So let's see. We were we recorded on that day. So one, two, three, three. So three deals were proposed this past week. First offer um was MLB's fourth offer on June 17th. They came back with a 60 games, 16 team postseason full prorated salaries. See, that don't and, sound too bad to me. And hold on, hold on. Give me <laughs> getting excited. <laughs> but no, man, it, it is though. It, it we were sitting here last week saying just pay the players what you told them that you were going to pay them. That's the biggest thing slowing this down is the prorated salaries. We they the players wanted full they got full. The MLB offered it on the 17th. Well, the Players Association rejected it. Um, oh. hmm. That's they, an interesting situation because we were all on the player side last week yep. talking about this. And now it kind of seems like the players are the ones holding this up. I understand that they want to play more games because they make more money. Graham, how do you feel about this situation? Uh, I am with the players on this because they want more games. And I think that we deserve more games having such a long time without baseball now. I think that we deserve at least 82 games. Yeah. Yeah. Really? 60, 60 just doesn't seem like we're, enough. We're just, like, I feel like if, if you're having, well, dude, you, you got to think we're running out of time, man. You can't be playing seven days a week. So, so I didn't even get to say it quite yet. Um, the MLBPA, the players wanted 70 games. So they only upped at 10. They didn't even go to 82, but the MLB for a 70 game season, it would be from July 20 or sorry, July 19th until September 30th. And then you have a 16 team playoff and a larger playoff than usual to go through. Right. Right. Wait, you've got teams all over the country. You don't, I mean, it's hard enough getting games to be played in April at the start of the season. You've got games getting snowed out. 
Yeah. Like imagine if Colorado makes the playoffs. Imagine if New York, Washington, or as in um, Seattle, like we got to keep that in mind as well. And also with the whole beginning of the negotiations, we were talking about these owners are, if these owners are playing games or hosting games in empty stadiums, they will be losing money each time. Oh yeah. A bunch of money. I can't can't imagine what that electric bill is like, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, not even just that, but like Graham was saying, like the players want to get paid more. They want to play more games, but so that's more and more money out of the owner's pockets every time. I think we got to, we got to remember this is a negotiation. We there are two parties in effect here. We we do have to think about both sides. Right. We were with the players last week because they just wanted to get paid what they were promised. Well, now they're getting offered that, and now they're just asking for more. They got what they wanted, and now they're asking for more. And I honestly, I th- I think that the players are getting a little greedy here now t- too. So I mean, it just it kind of just goes to show both sides are just they're not. It kind of reminds me of that situation. You ever go to the grocery store and you know they'll have the free cookie jar. And it yep. says, please take one cookie. It's like, yep. okay, I get that one cookie. Now I want two cookies. And it, it, that's kind of what it feels like to me with this right now. I, I'm totally for the players. But I, in this situation, I, I feel like both parties just have to be real with the whole entire situation overall. Like, they have to understand the owners can't make money if nobody's in there. And the, the owners have to understand that the players just want what they were promised. So at the end of the day... I feel like the owners made a very good offer to the players, 60 games, 16, 16 team playoff. Uh, yeah. that, that sounds very reasonable to me after everybody this whole time in the MLBPA was talking about how they just wanted 100% money and that's what they get. Yeah. I mean, let's remember like the first MLB offer was 20% of the salary, 20% prorated salaries for the top earners in the league. So they've gone from 20 to 100%. So they have moved a lot and now the players are just trying to get more like it's just. So Graham, you're saying that if you were in the MLBPA right now, you, you would have been like, yeah, I don't want this deal. Right. I, I honestly, man, assuming that you can come up with a deal in the next couple of weeks, realistically, you're looking at sometime mid July start. So if you, do mid July start and you play all the way through September. That's two months. Mm-hmm. That's sixty days. Yep. So that's that's if you're playing every day. If you only add another twenty two games, that puts you into October. Right. So realistically, what you would do is come up with a neutral site to play somewhere in the south to do these playoff games because we know we know that if we're if we're being honest with ourselves, we're not going to be at full capacity for stadiums. Right. So you, you do neutral sites, you do the playoffs at neutral sites, you have 82 games, you extend it out into November, and, and the playoffs take place all the way basically up until Christmas, just right. down south. Right. So That's ridiculous. That's an interesting take. That I, is I so like, ridiculous. Well, the reason that I say that is because I don't want to have a, a, a team that's going to win a World Series that went 35 and 25 in the regular season. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't, I don't think that the sample size is enough. Okay, I mean you both have. Well, this this whole take, this whole year is just a wash, anyways, because eighty two, you're only playing half the games. How many times have the Mets started off so hot at the beginning of the season, and then they're garbage after the All Star break? So, I mean, on that argument, you have no footing because even half a season means nothing in the MLB because of how long the seasons usually are. Yeah, I, I think. 
I think that if you want to play baseball, you just got to accept that this is what it's going to be this year, or you don't play at all. Like it's not, you're not going to get that normal season where the best team wins. You might not, who knows? Maybe the Florida Marlins of all people come out and they play, they get hot and they can make the playoffs. I mean, especially with an expanded playoffs. I mean, I don't think we're going to get a normal season out of this. 94 had no world series winner. I mean, if you want to throw an asterisk on this one too, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, I feel like whoever wins the world series in this, and it's always going to have an asterisk. It's going to have an asterisk. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you're going to be knocked a little bit for it. So I, yeah, I'm actually just, glad that my team probably won't make it. The Red Sox probably aren't going to make this. Oh, I just, honestly, man, <laughs> I just want to see more baseball. Yeah, same. That's 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 another reason. And the owners should be all about giving the guys more games because they make more money on more games. No, right? they don't. No, they don't. If they're going to have empty stadiums, which we're all, especially with how this past week has been, is which we're all assuming, they will be losing at money every time they let those players in and play. Yeah. And like I said... They by it's one thing when you're telling a player that, hey, we said we were going to pay you this, but we're not paying you that anymore. That's one thing. That's just going back on a contract. You, you got to give both ways. You can't just sit here and let the it, like I said, it's a negotiation. Both parties involved need to come out with their own sense of victory in this, if you want to yep. put it that way. It's yeah, just it, it's definitely a situation that everybody's going to have to take some adjusting to in order to really understand what has to happen to go on here to get these sports up and rolling. And right now, like I stated before, uh, I feel like the players are at fault for this one. And hopefully going forward, we can see a deal come between the two parties where they both just understand the, the situation as a whole. So 100% honesty, is there going to be baseball this season? Yes or no? I don't know. I I'm gonna. I think I'm leaning towards no, just because of all the outbreaks that have taken place this past week alone. Uh, Clemson players, you know, they got 22. <laughs> Colleges are loaded with COVID results right now. It's it's crazy. And uh, well, even the the Phillies spring training. Yeah, their spring training facility. A, a few came out of there. Um, that would be my answer. Honestly, I don't think it's even going to matter if these guys come to a deal or not. Yeah, what sadly about you, enough, you think I, there's a, I think with. I think with the the with what's come out in this past week, I think that with with how short the season's already going to be and everything like that, I think that they're just going to call it. They're, gonna they're just going to say no season. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if the owners can't get the deal done to where they can yeah. stay above water by the end of the season with no fans in the stadium and everything, then I don't I don't see it working out any other way myself. How about you, buddy? I'm with you guys both. Uh, if they can't figure it out within the next couple of weeks, I think we're we're looking at no baseball. Yeah. I think we're talking. I think we're talking days now. Yeah, it might I, be. I think. I think if they're so nine days, nine days is the end of June. I think if they don't have a deal done by then, I don't think we're playing. It's baseball. a wash. Yeah. Yep. But hey, we'll see what happens and what comes of that situation in the coming days, weeks. We'll we'll keep you posted about that. Moving forward, some uh, interesting takes going on in the nfl jamal adams wants out of the new york jets organization he asked for a trade this year so good trade him uh, yeah i wanted to get your guys's uh views on that i want to know how you guys felt where where you think he might end up and uh how you how much is he worth going forward how, how about you grant I, I think that's gonna be the most interesting question though is your last one there alex how much is he gonna be worth when was the last time um a, 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 a big name safety got traded. Well, I, I was speaking to Graham. I think this guy's also the best in this whole entire conference, and let alone 
a safety of his caliber. I think he's the best safety in the AFC right now. I mean, who would you throw somebody in the NFC over him? Oh, I don't. Maybe, I don't. Maybe Harrison Smith. Maybe. 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 But even then, maybe. so yeah, he's top one or two in the league. Like we're talking a kid who's like literally touching his prime right now. Well, I was about to say that's the thing too is that he's still a kid and he's as good as Harrison Smith. Harrison yeah. Smith, I think, has been in the league for a good five, six years already, mm-hmm. at least, and if not more. But yeah, I think that's going to be the most interesting question coming out of this: is how much is he worth? Yeah. What would you? What kind of price tag would you throw on him, Graham? Um, I'm saying probably a two first round picks and a pl- and a pretty decent player. You think so? Oh yeah, two first rounds. Because I saw, I did see a mock draft with the Cowboys. They they offered like a mock trade, a mock trade. Yeah, sorry, a mock trade, and they offered in that mock trade two first and Michael Gallup. That's I feel like that that would be a comparable trade. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you because the Jets I, would get a wide out. Honestly, man, I f- I feel like Jamal Adams is the best safety in the NFL. Yeah. It's gonna take a lot to get him away from the Jets, especially with. Him still being on his rookie contract, he hasn't re-signed a big deal yet. Right. Well, whoever he's getting traded to is going to have to sign him for a big deal. So you're going to be investing a lot into this guy. Right. You got to be sure about it. Yeah. So, so do you, do you guys think that there's no way you get out of there without two giving up two first rounders? It depends on the player. I think. I think there's certain players out there packaged with a first round, but I definitely think at least one first round pick has to come out of this. So I'm thinking if you were to give a true number one wide receiver to New York, because they are in in my eyes, they're in desperate need of a of a yeah. wide receiver. If you give them a true number one wide receiver and like a second or a third round pick, you, you're probably going to get them for that. You can snag. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like a de- like if. I know that this is never going to happen because the Cardinals just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. But if they were to trade DeAndre Hopkins and like a third, yeah, or 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 really? like a fifth you think, and a, a fourth and a fifth, they could get. You Jamal think it would take more than DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, get, I think you yeah. could go yeah. straight yeah. up. Oh, no, no, no way, no way. No? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Just because Jamal's young, man, he's he's literally the most prominent safety coming mm. up in this league yeah, right and, now and deandre is older too so i mean it, yeah. it, it sucks too because deandre's 28 you know what i mean like it's not yeah, like compared. he's by any means well re- and realistically out. that trade will never happen because right. they no, just no, traded no, no, for no. DeAndre. right but that was a good no, example yeah. yeah i i mean let's if you look around the league like maybe a guy oh, i don't even know um like maybe Thinking wide receivers. Yeah, maybe a guy like Juju Smith Schuster and like a second round pick. Damn. I don't know. I, I just feel like Jamal Adams is gonna cost a pretty penny, but I mean we've seen our fair share of players holding out. Nobody's afraid to hold out anymore. No. So going but, but so far it hasn't worked out for anybody really. I mean Le'Veon Bell got what he wanted. No, he got less than what he wanted. I mean, the dude got fifteen million. He's the second or third highest paid running back in the league, was the first. And then Right, know, but he was still he wanted twenty mil. Right, he didn't get twenty mil, right. and I mean, he Clowney, Clowney's holding out right now. He wants the twenty mil and number two. Melvin Gordon didn't get paid either. He yep. just held out last year. He, but I think, he, oh, he, he definitely got the roughest end of that stick. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, if you look at like Zeke's the highest paid running back, so yeah, it worked out for Zeke. But I, I'm, if Jamal Adams holds out, he's getting paid. Oh, for he's, sure, he is that good, man. You cannot, and he's let, only, you yeah. can't let a guy like that stay off the field for too long. And he's he, only like twenty four. Yeah, twenty five. So even after a holdout, he's gonna come back at twenty five years old and just okay. Like, yeah, he's definitely worth that money. Everybody knows what he can do in the run game and yeah. the pass game. And I think he's looking at this as that that Jets organization is so dysfunctional that maybe they'll just release him if he holds out. Right. 
So with Jamal Adams going forward, Greg, do you have any teams in particular that you think he could be targeted by or is there anybody that really sticks out to you that needs a Jamal Adams? I mean, I feel like everybody could use a Jamal Adams, but anybody in particular? Well, so right off the bat, we got to consider that. So does Jamal Adams have a no trade clause? No, he's, he's no. still on his rookie contract. He did request seven teams, though. He well, said that's that what I was going to say. So what, what, real, what real thing does he have? What power does he have over that? Other than what? He gets traded to a team that's not on his list. He just holds out there, too. Is that all, basically all he could do? Well, it'd be the same thing as like when Antonio Brown blocked the trade to the Buffalo Bills a couple last last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. It, he would decide not to report to that team, therefore yeah, nullifying so the trade. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, he would. Well, no, he would nullify the trade. So the team that basically whatever compensation that the Jets would get in return for Jamal Adams, they'd have to give back. Yes. So they would want to they would want to stick to teams that he is requesting. So why even give why even give players a no trade clause anymore then? I'm just going to go totally off topic. I don't. But, does, like, does, it, does the NFL even have a no trade clause in their yeah. in their contract yeah. negotiating? Yeah. yeah, there are no trade clauses. But honestly, but anyways, yeah. What I, so, I would say the Chiefs are a very prime. Yeah, let's 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 start with the list that he gave. So the list that um, Jamal Adams gave is the Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm actually most surprised about the Houston team. Really? I'm most surprised about the Buccaneers. I understand why, but I'm the most surprised about it. Oh, no. I'm much more surprised about the Texans. Because Why would you want to go there? Yeah. Like, with all like, the dysfunction that DeAndre said that there was within the coaching and the and the you, players. You got the Sean Watson there. They were playoff contenders. Basically, all the teams you listed are going to be playoff contending teams this yeah. year. So, yeah, but like, I don't know. I would. There's just a, a bunch of teams that I would choose over the Texans, even if they're not necessarily playoff contenders. Well, I think didn't he grow up in Texas? That might be part of it too. I think that that's. I think that that. I think he, that's why he wants to go to Dallas so bad. Is because he. Well, grew I was up. about to say. So, I know we've talked. We've mentioned it because there's been talks about Jamal Adams wanting to trade for a while now. I think best fit or at least biggest impact would definitely be the Dallas Cowboys. Cause I think that would, you would hate I, that as a giant. Oh, I would absolutely hate it. But I think, I think that puts Dallas as NFC favorites. Easily. Oh my God. For years too. After getting the addition of CD lamb and having Amari Cooper and Dak the Prescott. Only, the only, well you say that, but the only issue would be, I, I mean, I don't know how their cap is, but if they're trying to give Zeke a big con, or they gave Zeke, Zeke a big contract, yep. Dak wants a big contract. They probably don't have the cap space to sign Jamal. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, would they be able to? Would they, they probably be able shop to an O line or something? Probably shop an offensive lineman to free some cap space if they were trying to make that work. Just because that offensive line is one of the highest paid in the NFL yeah, it's like for a, a reason. Do they still have Lael Collins? Yeah, they have Lael Collins. They have Zach Martin, which he's obviously not going anywhere. He's the best right guard in the game. But I, they have pieces that they could probably trade away to free up some space to make that work if it was something that they were willing to try to do. But I feel like they'd be going through a big hassle trying to knock that down. I so got, the got Dallas Cowboys have $11.2 million in cap space right now, according to a really quick Google search. <laughs> and that's before Dak re-signs the franchise tag, right? 
Um, or is that including? Nope. The actually, they actually they did already include that. Wow, that's oh, okay. impressive. Good job over the cap. Good job site. Shout out to them. They already got that because we didn't even touch that yet. Is also Dak has said that uh, he Monday he's going to sign his franchise tag. Um, they're still working towards a long term deal, of course, but he'll be getting paid thirty point one four thirty one point four million dollars on the franchise Jesus tender. Right? Is he? So that's what I'm that? saying. Like, um, with it being a one year deal, and with it being a one year deal, it could. I'll say That's it could because if, if if they make a Super Bowl run and Dak is even if he doesn't lead like lead them like Patrick Mahomes does, but he's competent enough that he keeps the offense moving. I mean, I think Jerry Jones would happily pay thirty one point four million dollars for a Super Bowl trophy. In oh, yeah. Millennium. Yeah, I believe that, too. I mean, he who knows how much longer Jerry Jones has the dudes getting old too. He wants to see another Super Bowl in Dallas yeah. before he's and gone. So that's the thing It's like, I think that that's, that makes more sense than $31.4 million over five years. Cause five years, I mean, who knows what could, who knows what could uh, happen in that time. But back to Jamal Adams, it, that's the only thing is I'm not sure how that cap space would work out. Like I said, they have $11.2 million in cap room right now. Uh, so whether that's an, whether that's enough for what he's looking for when he re- signs a contract. There's no way um, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, no way. I don't think no that's going to be enough. He's he's but, probably going to be looking in the, in the realm of 16 to 22 million a year. I was just say, to start. Yeah. Because, just to start. Because they were saying they're talk, there's a lot of people in Buffalo talking about Tredavious White coming up with yeah. his contract. And they're, and they're saying that he's going to reset the market. Yeah, they're saying he's they're, they're talking about 30 million a year for a corner. For yeah. White. So. He, Trey White's anywhere from probably eighteen to starting at eighteen to twenty five million because it, especially after Byron Jones got this deal in Miami, man, it, Tredavious is just going to go there and be like, "Look at my stat sheet compared to this dude. Like, I'm worth at least six million more." So, it, I'm I'm kind of wondering what's going to go on here now. I'm wondering if you know Jamal Adams is going to try to reset the market. And then everybody's gonna have to play off that, or if he's well, even able to do I that. Every, I think that's everybody's goal. But I, I mean, mean, you still got the Earl Thomases and Harrison Smiths. So, and, speak- I would, and I would take Jamal Adams ten out of ten every single time over. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think as a player of his caliber, I think every time they're sitting there trying to uh, reset the market. I think that's that's their goal every single time. See, that's the thing. A lot of these teams, man. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, six point two million dollars. Uh, what was another one? Philadelphia. That's that's going to be the big thing. Is that I think they're going to have to not only give up a bigger name. Ooh, the Eagles have twenty four million cap space, so they want to even have to. That's an interesting one right there, actually. Who is that? Philadelphia Eagles have yeah. twenty four point seven million, and that's one of the teams. So I think that's going to be the big thing. Is Who's going to make the cap space for him? Which, I mean, obviously part of the trade could help with that. I mean, how's the Jets offensive line? I know they just picked up Becton, but how's the rest of the line? Maybe horrible. Maybe and maybe part of the part of the Cowboys trade, they trade away one of those. Maybe that's their good player that they give up to also give them the cap space to sign Adams. Right. So I, I, like I said, I think the place that he would make the biggest and best impact would be the Cowboys because I think that makes them the Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I obviously also would not want him anywhere near my division. 
of course, because fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can see why not. Yeah. Uh, But but like you said, the Cowboys are going to have to give up somebody big. I mean, I'm looking at some of the highest paid free agents right now or highest paid safeties in the league right now in the NFL. Yeah, Eddie, what is the highest paid year? Eddie Jackson, Chicago Bears, fourteen point six million. I'm think with that number right there, I'm thinking Jamal's looking for twenty million. I yeah, think 20 he's mil. look, I think he's looking for twenty million. Maybe I mean low end. I think the lowest he'll go is eight five eighteen five. But I don't. I know more about Jamal Adams than I do Eddie Jackson. That's not because I play him in the division every year. It's just because if you look on ESPN, you see Jamal Adams at least once a week. Yeah. More than, but yeah, man. So I think I think that's going to be the biggest factor is who's going to have the cap space to take him in and also put together the best uh, trade package. I mean, that's that's the wheeling and dealing of the game, man. So I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Um, I'm still just like looking through these numbers. Uh, San Francisco has 15 mil in cap space, so they wouldn't have to rearrange their um, roster too much. And that would just improve that defense even more. So, and I think that would put them back into. I mean, that's the thing. Their offense is just a little too right. Easy, but now, but yeah, there, man, I, what's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think of the teams on his list, man. Dude, even if you went to Seattle and how good Seattle was last year, really the only two that don't really make sense to me are the Texans and the Buccaneers. Because I mean, I get the Buccaneers because yes, they have a whole new roster they're they brought in tom brady they brought in gronk they 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 look promising but i don't know if they look promising enough to make it out of the nfc yeah yeah so that one kind of surprises me a little bit but so i it'll be interesting if i don't know i i don't even know if i'd be able to predict i think each one of these teams basically has just about an equal chance to pick them up it just depends on what they're willing to give up and how how much they're gonna tickle the Jets fancy and give them yeah. what they want? How about you, Graham? Do you think there's a team specific that could really use a Jamal Adams or anybody on that list that sticks out to you more? Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens. I think the combination of Earl Thomas and Jamal Adams would that defense that would that crazy. would kill this league, kill the league. That and Lamar Jackson on offense, you. you You'd be set up for the Super Bowl run for sure with the Jamal Adams and an Earl Thomas in that backfield. Especially on an already scary, scary, scary defense yes. that never really looks like it's going downhill at any point in time. Now, Greg, what is the what do the Ravens cap situation look like? Nine point one million. So they'd have to do a lot more work to uh So the thing is, is that he's still on his rookie contract, so you're bringing him in at about four or five mil a year. For I, I don't know what his rookie contract is right now, but I'm sure that it's I think not it's more up than like, next year too. So I think they would pay rookie contract salary for two more years. So this year and well, the that's if there's season. a fifth year option, right? Right. So I don't know if he has a fifth year option. I think he would. I um, think they would. That being said, you have a little bit of time to re- renegotiate his deal and to free up some cap space. I think that the Ravens are going to be a I don't huge contain. I don't think he's playing this year though. If he, I don't. I think he has said even if he gets traded, he's not playing under this contract. Right, so he's expecting a team to trade for him and cancel and, the rookie and, deal and sign and sign him to a new deal. Yeah, I don't think he's play. So he has wow. So his cap hit this year is only seven point one mm-hmm. this year, and That's then it'll be like double, <laughs> and then it'll be. I might it'll almost triple if he gets that twenty mil, 
And then um, then he has one more year on his contract. 2021, he'd get paid 9.86 million. Gotcha. But so, but yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to play. So the, the team that trades for him, they're going to have to be ready to sign him to that big deal. So, Nine point one mil. Ravens probably have some pieces that they could cancel 100%. out that cancel yeah. out out there yeah. and trade. Especially that that team's always been good at fundamentally teaching their players to even when they are free agents or whatnot, they're generally starting for other teams. So they definitely have value within their well, they organization. All, they all also always have that next man up mentality. Mentality. Yeah. They always have good depth on that team. I'm just saying, if you bring Jamal Adams into that secondary, it's 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 Scary, lights out. Dude. Lights out. Marlon. What do they got? Humphrey out there. They got yep. Earl Thomas, uh, Tavon Young. You're man, you're, lo- you're looking at a, a definitive Super Bowl contender. Not that they already weren't, but you're you're talking AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with or that. Bills. Or the Bills. Or the Bills, Graham. Don't forget them. Hometown heroes. But yeah, man, I mean, any of these teams, if they want Jamal Adams bad enough, they're going to make the cap space. I mean, it doesn't matter if they've got to move $12 million worth of people or $2 million. Jamal Adams is one of those talents that anybody who's going to be, who's going to want him is going to make that room. I mean, it's simple oh, yeah. enough. Absolutely. He's so, a generational player in my eyes. Definitely. I think he could definitely be one of the best safeties that we've ever seen play the game. Yep. I agree. He's just got freakish size for everything that he can do, too. It's unbelievable what he does at his weight. He's like 220 pounds, and he runs faster than light, and he smacks you, and he makes you remember him next Sunday. And he rips footballs out of Daniel Jones' hand and takes him in for a touchdown. That's a very long list. There's actually a lot of people who do that. <laughs> Danny fumbles a lot, man. <laughs> Dude, I, we can get into that on an episode of Giantsology maybe sometime. But yeah. There's a lot of stuff to say on that one. But but yeah, I mean, I'm looking around and and and, and really any of these teams, if they if they wanted to try hard enough, I mean, even the Seahawks, they have 13 mil in cap space. And like you said, it's probably going to take picks in a big name. So maybe you just offer less picks and give them a bigger name, mm-hmm. bigger contract as well. And and it works out for all all parties, man. I mean, it's just it's going to be interesting. And I mean, I ha- I always have mixed feelings about the players demanding trades because, I mean, even if you want to throw it back to what I say about the baseball thing, you sign a contract. Yep. yep. You sign a contract saying you're going to play for this much this these years and and you agree to it and so a lot of these players they are they're turning around and think and is he worth more yeah but he signed a contract and he said okay i'll get paid this this and this this year this year this year yep and so i mean i always have mixed feelings about it i mean i get like wanting to feel like you feel 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 worth i mean Obviously, a lot of players find that in monetary ways, but I mean, it's just nobody wants to be doing a job working just as hard as everybody else, doing better than everybody else and not getting paid like it. Well, the other thing is, too, you know, we've we've touched on it a couple of times is at the end of the day, they got to look out for themselves. I mean, Jamal Adams yeah. come out week one, break his freaking tibia. And next thing you know, he's never playing football again. So it. Th- at the end of the day, I understand where he's coming at from the money standpoint. He knows that he's an elite performer on the field every Sunday. He's probably the top two players on the field at all times on Sundays. And he just wants to get paid before the inevitable happens. So 
I understand that, but at the same time, I'm with you, man. You sign that contract, you agree to it. You man, you got to man up and just do what you're what you're asked to do for that amount of time. Like you, you agree yeah. to sign that deal, but uh, yeah. So it, it is what it is. I mean, I always just like I said, I have mixed feelings about it. Right. You got anything else to say on Adams Graham or? No, I'm good. You guys pretty much covered it all. Gotcha. So talking about this, it, it just it brought an interesting question to my head, and I want to post it to you guys. Um. You're starting expansion team, so a team from scratch. Who's your first non-quarterback you pick? Because obviously a lot of people always think that they want a quarterback first. They want the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, but I, I want to pull them out of this. Non-quarterback, who's the first player that you guys want to start a team around? Hmm, That's a tough one. And then anybody's on the table. We, I mean, I know they only offer certain peoples in the expansion draft, but we're just saying all players available, who are you going to take? Because, I mean, Jamal Adams, I mean, as we were talking about him, it, it, def- can I, it definitely... Can I pick quarterbacks, in, like, second overall? Like, I know you said, like, minus the quarterbacks. Like, we're not going that far into it. I just, I want to just, I want to just hear who's the first well, player. Like, I'm saying if I could take a quarterback second overall, I'm going wide receiver first, and I'm picking a guy like Michael Thomas. Really? Michael yeah. Thomas. Okay. Yeah. I Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is a stud in this league. I think that him having Drew Brees throwing him the ball is money in... He could probably do it with any guy throwing him the ball, kind of like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. He's got that big frame, big hands, catches everything that's thrown to him. Drew Brees definitely loves having him out there, that's for sure. I would have to say I'm going a little unorthodox. I'm taking my left tackle, I think, first. And okay. I, I don't have anybody specific, uh, hmm. but it, w- it would probably – I like uh, the the Packers there, Bakhtari. Bakhtari. Oh. Uh, just because in my opinion, you got to give the quarterback time to establish your offense and to be able to get comfortable in the pocket and really start moving the ball. So that starts with the blind side. And unless we've only got one left-hander in the league right now and Tua, so I'm going left tackle with Bakhtari and, uh, that's how I would start my team. I would start on the line and work my way back. I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, I, I always like starting on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I really, I think that you you got to make sure because you can score as many points as you want. But if you're sitting there, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, you can score as many points as you want, but if you're giving up more, you're going to lose games. But if you're not yeah. scoring enough, you're not going to win games. So, I mean, I but I always do. I like starting on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I would be torn. I mean, obviously, like I said, Adams. I think he would definitely be up there. Um, I'd say either Adams, Bobby Wagner, or Stefan Gilmore. And I think I would go with Adams just because of the age. He's, right. he's so much younger than the other two that if I'm building a team, it would have to be him. Um, I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a cop out though, because we've just been sitting here talking about him the whole time. So I'll give you the little bonus, uh, Bobby Wagner or, uh, Stefan Gilmore as well. Cause they're just, if you, cause that's the thing is like you, if you get a Stefan Gilmore on your team, you don't got to worry about Michael Thomas as much. I mean, yeah, Michael Thomas is a good enough player that he's still going to be getting it. He'll, he'll still get his due, but you're worrying about him a whole lot less if if you got uh, Stefan Gilmore on him. So, Greg, I'm going to just ask you this question. AY and I are huge Bills fans. We know a lot about this Stefan Gilmore and Trey White deal. You're really going to take Stefan Gilmore over Trey White. <laughs> Stefan Gilmore is older, isn't as spry as he used to be trey white is the same age as jamal adams has just as much upside as stefan gilmore 
All I'm going to say is I don't hear anybody talk about Trey White other than the two of you. Uh, I hear a ton of people giving Trey White because well, all you listen, all you listen to is Buffalo stuff. That's why. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about Good Morning Football. They love Trey White. Prime loves Trey White. I don't Prime have cable. Does love Trey White? Yeah, Prime does. Love was, Trey White was arguably the best corner in the league last year. And he, I know, I know. You guys always talk about that too. So I mean, you gotta throw it in him. But like I said, I just don't hear about him. So honestly, that's why he's not one of the first players that came to my mind. Honestly, if I, I, would, I would start a team around Trey White too. <laughs> so <laughs> if, I mean, honestly, if I sat there with a list of every single player, combed through it, yeah, Trey White would probably be on that list, but. I just I don't hear about him unless you guys are yapping about him. So he wasn't one of the first that came to my mind. Yeah, I definitely start with left tackle or defensive end like a Joey or Nick Bosa. I yeah, think one of, the one of those guys. Those guys, I, I don't feel like you can go wrong there or the Watt brothers. So they all know what they're doing. They all know how. Uh, to I don't know if I'd go JJ. I don't think I would go JJ for my first. No. He's he's yeah he's older he's too many he's been getting injured a lot more recently so I don't think I'd go JJ. He's a good player but you just mm-hmm. can't see him. But um, yeah, that's that. That was basically the biggest news coming out of the NFL this week was Jamal Adams wanting out in the New York Jets organization. We'll we'll keep you updated on that situation going forward. See if anything comes of it. Uh, before we send you off though, I just wanted to talk to you, Greg, one quick second about uh pro league for Call of Duty. Did you guys? Well, Greg first, then Graham. Did you guys get a chance to watch any of the COD Pro League this weekend? I missed ten minutes when I had to take the dog out once, and I forgot to pause it. Oh. Other than that, I watched every single bullet fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every single one, man. Especially with just the lack of sports, man. I it's and it's just it's honestly Call of Duty did a really good job with just how readily available it is. It's right there, it's on YouTube. You're good to go, man. Um, but no, I, I really I really enjoyed watching it this weekend. Actually, as we started recording this, um Florida Mutineers came away with their second win in a row, the first team to go back to back, um, which does come with an asterisk because they don't play every week. So you might win and then not play the next week. So, right. But, but they're coming, man, they're coming in strong. They're coming in hot right at the right time. Um, they have a couple weeks off and then there's three, yeah, three pro, um, three home series left after the, um, this week. Uh, but it's going to, it's going to be really fun watching all these teams come come down to the wire. And honestly, this with this week it was it was a weaker bracket. I mean, you had the Chicago Huntsman who's one of the top 3 or 4 teams in the league. They were off this week. Uh so that so that along with some of the lower teams that were playing, I mean, the Florida Mutineers, they beat they beat the New York Subliners who are kind of like considered a mid-tier team. They did beat the Dallas Empire who's one of the top 4. And, but they beat Paris Legion, who's one of the worst teams in the league. So they had a mixed bag with uh, right. with the teams that they played this week. But in the finals, they beat FaZe. I mean, that's that's the biggest name in esports other than Optic Gaming. But Optic Gaming is a joke this year. So, I mean, the Florida Mutineers, man, they've been playing real well. They've got the new kid on their team, Awakening, and he's been playing. They're 8-0 with him. They've won every single match that they've been playing with him. And... He he doesn't steal the show every single time, but he's 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 there and he's making plays every week. Um, it was a real fun series to watch this week, and uh, I'm kind of bummed that I've been just these past two weekends, man. I've just been so into it, and now they're taking a two week break. So yeah, especially with not having sports around, it was something that was nice to get tied to for a couple weeks and really get something else going on other than watching reruns of Kings of Queens on the cable TV, but. 
Graham, how about you? Did you get a chance to take a look at the COD League? No, I didn't get a chance this weekend. I was busy with some family issues. Yeah. That that just happens. Things yeah. happen. So yeah. I am. But uh I, I only caught a glimpse of it, caught the the last match there, and like you said, FaZe was defeated and I, I couldn't be happier. I like watching the underdogs come through and win. But you know what? I think it's time for us to send the neighbors home. Graham, why don't you plug them in, buddy? Uh you guys can find all the information you need throughout the week about sports on Woodbine underscore sports and Instagram. You can also find all our podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We also have the Buffalo binge coming out every Monday. You guys can check that out and give us some support and don't be afraid to shoot us an email or message us on Instagram and, and give us your feedback. We appreciate all the information you guys can send us. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Anything for the neighbors? No, nah, man. I mean, just we appreciate all you guys listening. Appreciate you guys coming and taking the walk with us and hanging out with us. And we enjoy doing it, but it makes it that much better knowing that there are people out there listening and and valuing our opinion. Honestly, it yeah. feels nice. So yeah. I mean, it's always a good time getting together with you guys and talking sports. And I hope we just get some some more sports going that we can talk some more baseball hopefully soon, and then football in the fall. But. We'll see what happens. Uh, just on that note, everybody stay safe. Do your best to just make sure not only you're safe, but the, you keep the people that you interact with every day safe and enjoy yourselves, though. Yeah, Don't. absolutely, man. I agree with that. Stay safe. Keep keep other people in mind before you walk outside and do what you got to do just to help us get through this time so we can get everything back to normalcy a lot faster. Uh like Greg said, thanks for joining us for another walk around the call of the sack. We'll see you next Wednesday. And uh, as always, love everybody. See you. See you. See you.